Welcome to the Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas and at least one good story. Episode 59, The Atitlan Connection, Tikal, where Danny lived out a childhood dream. It turned out that Danny's from my hometown, or close enough, Joliet, another suburb outside Chicago, like the one I grew up in, which was Naperville. We both were drawn to the place we met by pictures we'd seen in books as kids. I'll leave it to him to explain where that is and its allure. Svetan Todorov points out, didn't Columbus himself set sail because he had read Marco Polo? Other travelers may precede us, but we never know what we'll find if we follow them into the jungle. find a howler monkey or a neighbor. Okay, so can you describe what you look like? What I look like? The audience. I'm an old, balding, fat man <laughs> from Chicago <laughs> with a beautiful young lady with me who's actually older than me by a lot. Like, like 60 days. Perfect. Okay, I think the audience has a picture. (laughs) Can you use your descriptive powers on where we are right now? Can you describe for them what is this place? We're in a tropical jungle. You can hear the parrots and sometimes the howler monkeys around us. There's clouds flowing overhead. We're in front of a great lawn with magnificent stone temples that reach, what, 100, 150 feet into the air. It's just paradise. There's birds and animals and it's and stories. Tell them about the stories. And there's stories written on the rocks. These rocks are called Stella and they're eroded. It's been a thousand years, or more than a thousand years since people have lived here. But these marked stones have stories of the kings that ruled these lands. And you, as you walk, like, um, there's two, you know, uh, temples facing each other. And you, and the stories are between those two uh, temples. So they wanted you to learn about the, the people uh, in the Grand Plaza. Yeah, from what I've read, these were like, um, the king would be like, these Stella would like announce him to, like, like you might have a, a painting in front of your house that shows your family and tells about you. These tell stories about the king, his achievements, his victories, and those sort of things. Is our understanding. Yeah. Which... I- have you looked at the writing up close, the hieroglyphics? What do you think about it? We've just got here, so the answer is we've only briefly looked at them. A lot of them are highly eroded. Yeah. Um, 
but yes, yeah, so we, t- we we just got here, so really no, yeah. not much. Yeah. So we're we're sitting on Temple Two. Temple Two. We're looking. I believe we're looking to the east, yes. and this is Temple One, looking west. With the Mayan, from what I've read, temples that faced west were often funeral temples. Mm. So this one here was the funeral of funeral the the funeral temple of one of the kings. But although they do believe now that the one we're sitting on may be the funeral site of his queen. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Even yeah. though it doesn't face west, they, they found evidence that this contains a queen. How romantic that they yes. face each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that his son Forever is buried together. somewhere in the North Acropolis, they believe. Wow. Maybe that tallest temple, they're not sure. But they think one of these over here is the son of these two. Wow. And I overheard you say that people have died on Temple One yes. that we're looking at in recent times. I, I know yes. they sacrificed yes. people yeah. Intentionally, in the past. Yeah. But, but tourists, used, they used to allow you to climb these temples, and Temple One, tourists would fell on more than one occasion and were killed. And you can no longer climb. And So about, I said the temple has t- still tastes blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it still has a taste for blood. And the temple that we're on, up until 2012, you could climb this temple. But in 2012, there was this big internet rumor of that the Mayan world the calendar showed the end of the world. I remember that. On that day, according to my book, about 7,000 people converged on this site. Oh my God. And they did so much damage, so much graffiti, that at, from then forward, you could no longer climb this temple, other than the staircase. It's, what a tragedy. It, it is. I mean, yeah. And can you imagine 7,000 people here? I can't. 7, I, mean, I mean, it's big, 7, but yeah, oh thousands and thousands of people trampling everything. Um, yeah, it would have been a miserable day. Yeah. Um, and they were such idiots. The, uh, yeah. the te- I, I've read about that. Do you know about the calendar story? Just a little bit. You know how your calendar at home ends on December 31st? Mm-hmm. You don't think the world ends then. Right. So same thing for them. That calendar they had, it can only be so big. Right, right. In fact, there's a great cartoon, this Mayans carving the last letter. <laughs> and he says, well, that's the last one. And the king says, that's going to freak somebody out someday. <laughs> so we, we met the neatest little boy, and he, he made a calendar, a Mayan calendar, out of wood. And he, each day he puts a stone. And and um, what did, what did he, exactly did he say about the Mayan calendar? How he, how he reads it, but with a stone. Yeah, I forget, but he, but he could was spin neat, it, and it would like it's a, a Maya kid a here. Cal- yeah, a, a, a Romani. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our newest favorite place. Yeah. And if you go there, if you look for the Dreamcatcher. Yeah. That's his house. Okay. And he he sell he sells a lot of things, but he has his Mayan calendar. Yeah. And he, you know, and it'll just it'll just you know. Term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, great. it was so cool. I wish I could have bought it. Yeah. <laughs> to all your listeners, if you come to Tikal, you need to stay in El Ramate. <laughs> Advertise, go for it. Yeah. You can swim. You got no tourists, like no, other than international. Now You'll meet people from around the world. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, scratch that. Go to Flores. Flores. Aramati, the water, you make you sick. How do you spell Aramati? Not to put you on the spot. But I, not, now we can't say. I'll look it up and I'll put it on the website. That's okay. <laughs> so, Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to climb those steps at Temple One, and then those people ruined it. <laughs> According to my book, you used to be able to bribe the guards, 400 casalas, they would let you sleep on top of Temple Four. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't tell me that. But now. Because this is my last night. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah, all oh they can do gosh. is say no. You know, maybe pull out the yeah. money and who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I was thinking just hiding out, you know, until after dark. And sure. Then, yeah. You know? We met the guard. He carries a shotgun. Oh. He said that he sees jaguars every night. Oh. It's in, in the park, so. Gosh. Maybe not that. I... <laughs> he might be the guy to bring out the money. Yeah, apparently, according to the book, he used to be able to pay money uh, and stay. Well, that's a great detail. I'm so glad I approached you guys for the story. Ask him about so, that. So what what brought you to Tikal? Why did you come here with Like you, I've been reading books on Aztec and Mayan since I could read. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have come 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, and the wildlife. And the wild, just, you know, the whole thing. It's just... What is it about the Maya? When I was a kid, I, you know, learned about it in school, and then I'd get books from the library. I think it's just what, a Did you learn in school also? Not, no. Maybe a little bit, but I just remember reading books. You know, your parents would get National Geographic and whatever, but I think it's just the, the amazing culture. I think being a guy, part of it was just the, the blood cult in it. You yeah. know, the sacrifices yeah. that they would rip your heart out. It's I, mean, exciting. I mean, that stuff appeals to a 10-year-old boy. I could do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think probably just like you. Yeah. You know, a couple of kids from Joliet or from Chicago area reading yeah. books and just, you know, imagining well, what I'm, it was like. I'm glad that that shared desire brought us together yes. here yeah, in this moment. That's yes. crazy. crazy. It is. So, just two more questions. Uh, what role has travel played in your life? As I mentioned, I've been interviewing people around the world. I'm up to like 100 interviews now in, in a year and a half. Just about how travel changes people. I think it makes you understand and accept other people more. When I meet people, like right now I live in Atlanta, I meet people that have never left Atlanta, or some of my friends in Chicago that never left Chicago, it's easier to hate Muslims or to hate mm. Mexicans when you don't know them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think what travel does for me, it opens you up to people. Like again, you know, I think for you too, when you read about Guatemala, they say it's a dangerous country. Right. I felt so safe here and yeah. so welcomed. So I think travel lets you see you know, behind the facade and to really see what it's like. Yeah. And again, to, to experience things you'd never see in Chicago or anywhere in the U.S. Absolutely. So that's what's good for me. What about, Donna's been to Europe and everywhere. No, no, it's just, I, I just like culture. And we, we've been so fortunate to stay with some Guatemalans, eat their food, and um, also, um, yeah, and, and just, just um, you know, see them as human beings and they're so smart the, the it, it's amazing when, when you go in these areas and you see the architecture yeah by climbing a, a, a fa the, 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 the um, volcano um, the uh, volcano on the side of the um, trail trail they have these holes Big and dip. that's just to catch the water and slow it down because there's a town below. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just little things like that that they take the time to do. Yeah. That are simple, clever, and effective. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. often free. With yeah. little resources, just, they, they, they can save a town. Yeah, <laughs> By yes. From flooding. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just stuff like that I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. It is. <laughs> it is. So what do you take back from Guatemala? What do you take back from this trip, do you think? Maybe it's too soon to say you're only eight days in. I think so far the people. 
Yeah. Just the, the smiling faces, the just the laughter. The, like I say, we went boating with two guys that couldn't speak any English, and we barely speak Spanish, and we had a blast. Yeah. You, you just you find other ways to communicate and to connect with people. Yeah. But to me, I just I love the people here. Yeah. The, the, obviously, the landscape, everything else is wonderful, but boy, the people have made all the difference for yeah. us. You think so? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Last question. <laughs> it's a doozy. Oh. What's your best travel story? <laughs> oh, that's it's a big one. Mm, we're boring, <laughs> except that we did find a um, from that the casa we were staying at, the little lady, uh, the, in um, uh, Antigua, right across the street, was a um, place with a hot tub, and uh, they allowed you to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know. We, so every night after walking, we uh, would would. Um, get in the hot tub <laughs> and it was a bar scene so we could just meet people there yeah. while sitting in the hot tub <laughs> so that's would, my story I'm sticking to it and I would say taking chances we went to Lake Atatlan with no reservation no idea where we were going to stay nothing we got on a boat with no idea where we were going somehow a guy overheard us um turned out he's been traveling for like 15 years. Anyhow, long story short, he invited us to this little village called Habalito, which is not one of the main villages there. It's up a little bit. Yes, yeah, between Santa Cruz and San Marcos, this little bitty village that was just heaven. And it was just total luck. And so yeah. you take chances and uh, you trust people. And I think usually it works out. It has for us. Yeah. This is like the fifth uh, Lake Atitlan story that I've collected. It's, it's, it is the best. We, we spent a month there uh, two years ago oh, studying wow. at a little school in San Marcos. Okay, yes, okay. yes, yeah. yes. And it was just amazing. Yeah, and right then, between San, Santa Cruz and San Marcos is Habalito. But we went to San Marcos four or five hours. It was yeah, great. It's so great. Yes. And in uh, Denmark, we met a guy in the summer who lives in San Marcos. Oh, man. All year. I believe it. He's from Denmark, but he... He moved to San Marcos 10 years ago, and then the, the shamans pulled him into their practices, and he takes care of the oh wow the altars in the reserva there. Yes. Oh, wow. And so on the other side of the world, we met someone that knew, you know, one of our favorite places in the world. <laughs> the guy That's that crazy. brought us to Habalito turned out had lived in Madagascar for six years, and the little village made him like an elder. It's called Dadidai. And that's the name he goes by now. But there's like a three-day ceremony to make him the village wise man. Um, he was just a great guy from Mississippi. Had also lived in Chicago. Everyone goes to Chicago at some point <laughs> in their life. It's, it's a rule. Uh, so anyhow, that, we've enjoyed that about traveling. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'll tell you what, uh, you can return the favor. This is you and your wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, your trip to Chile. Sure. Um, yeah, I'll get you in the temple. <laughs> what, uh, you, you just tell me, what has been some of the great things about your trip? Oh, Wait, something... is this a photo or a video? I think it's a video. <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So we started with Mexico City this time. And she ordered tacos. <laughs> and no, we, the, we loved the, the food. The tacos Oaxacanos. Yeah. We loved the food in Mexico City. We'd been so impressed. And we went to this great restaurant. We were so happy. And she ordered the tacos. She was so excited. They looked awesome. She <laughs> took a bite, and I'm watching her, and the taco fell out of her mouth. And she's, she just froze. And she looked down, and I looked down, and it was crickets. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> so 
we changed plates. <laughs> and they're actually really good, uh, but I think the, the shock got her. Yeah. But the, uh, uh, the food scene in Mexico City is just astounding. Mm. Uh, and the, the museum there, the anthropological museum, has a replica of the headdress of Montezuma with the cat's, um, uh, Quetzal feathers that are blue-green that shimmer, you know? Mm. And uh, the real one's in Vienna, but they have a replica there and just tons of treasure. Um, and you're going and all the way to Chile. So this year we hope to make it to the tip of Chile. That's Amazing our goal. Amazing story. Just country by country. And your names again? Seth. Seth. Allison. Seth and Alice. Allison. 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 So cool. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That'll be sure. something to share. Sure. Maybe yep, yep. we'll meet in Joliet someday. Maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, thank you do. so much. I really appreciate you. Do you update a, a blog or Facebook oh, or yeah. anything? Yeah, yeah. I have a website and a blog. And, uh, Let me see. Thank you so much to Danny for talking to me sitting on top of Temple 2 in Tikal in Guatemala and memorializing the fulfillment of that lifelong wish. You can follow the Observer Effect podcast on Facebook and share episodes there too or on Twitter. Hey, it's been a while since I suggested you check out kiva.org. They don't sponsor us. We don't profit from mentioning them. This is a non-profit podcast. In fact, if anything, I hope to do the opposite of profiting by sharing these stories with you. Kiva is a micro-lending site that lets you give money to entrepreneurs in countries where capital is hard to get. So they borrow to build their business and your money comes back. And we're talking only like $25 here. I do have to say, even I have some mixed feelings about this gesture, even as I recommend it to you. Whether it helps more than it hurts, I don't know. But we should do something, right? Take a look and decide for yourself. Kiva.org, K-I-V-A dot O-R-G. And even better, tell me what you think. Tell me a better way. Reach out on Facebook and let's start a discussion. Whether you lend on Kiva or not, I think you know my underlying hope. Thank you to Dana Boulay for the intro and outro music, and thank you for listening. <laughs>